0: Have you ever gone to a place and found yourself wondering, what happened here? If so, this podcast is the place for you. I'm Hannah Allman Kennedy. I'm a writer, educator, and amateur historian with a fascination for places and a love of internet rabbit holes. From the time I can remember, I've always wanted to know the stories of interesting places. From remote forests to bustling cities, eerie ghost towns to tourist traps, every place has a unique and often unexpected story to tell. So join me each week as I look at a place and ask, what happened here? Well, hello and welcome to What Happened Here. Um, We are here with episode 14 of the podcast. Um, So we're coming up to the end of season one. We'll be finishing next week at episode 15. I'm really excited for kind of the end of... um, not the end of the podcast, the end of the season. I'm excited for the episode that that will be, um, cause I have a cool topic lined up. Um, but I am kind of excited for the end of the season just cause that'll give me a little extra time to be working on stuff, researching, writing, um, looking up some other cool, interesting places for us to travel to together. So today's episode is on the Dennis Sever's house in London and it's a little bit of a unique topic. It's a little different than some of the other places we've been to because I wanted to, before the end of the season, I wanted to visit or talk about a place that was a house. If you know anything about me, you know, like I love old buildings. I'm We've talked about a lot of old buildings so far in this podcast, um, but I'm really fascinated with like houses, old houses where generations of people have lived throughout the years you walk into an old house, you don't know who all has lived there. And um, hopefully they have all been good people. Um, it's always been so fascinating to me, you know, like people spend a lot of time in their house. Um, so it's always interesting to think about like, who these people were, what they were doing, what their day to day life was like, what they what their hopes and dreams were. It's always been something I'm really interested in. So that is what we're doing. We are today taking a look at the Dennis Severs House. Um, so I don't want to spend too much time daily dallying. I want to get into it because it's a really fascinating place. And um, some of the sources, or I guess all the sources, that um, were used for this episode include a few different Wikipedia pages, as always um, the Dennis Severs House website, The Guardian, the old Spitalfieldsmarket.com, Museums London, Google Earth. And a really great, this was kind of an indirect source, so I didn't pull directly from the source. Um, But there's a podcast that I really enjoy called Morbid, which sounds morbid, I guess. But it's a really, really fascinating um, true crime slash like kind of spooky podcast. Um, They did a really great five-part series. They just finished up on Jack the Ripper. So if you know anything about Jack the Ripper... You know, that is, you know, as the name suggests, morbid. Um, But it's a really, really great, fascinating five-part series. I'm kind of halfway through it because I have to pace myself. It is pretty heavy. But it kind of reignited my interest on some of the things we'll be talking about in this episode, which you'll kind of see whenever we get into it. And kind of, again, it was an indirect source that kind of sent me down this rabbit trail, even though it wasn't part of the rabbit trail itself, if that makes sense. But I wanted to give them a shout out because if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, true crime, spooky-ish podcasting, um, I highly recommend you give them a listen. Um, Their stuff is really fascinating. So those are our sources. As always, the link to everything is in the show notes. And yeah, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. In the city of London, England northeast of the city center, lies the neighborhood known as Spitalfields. This district is rich in history, as is much of London. The name Spitalfields comes from an old word, spittle, meaning hospital, and describes the area originally being known for the presence of a religious hospital in the 1100s. The Spitalfields of the 21st century, however, is an at times jarring clash of history and modernity, The narrow, terraced streets of 300-year-old buildings lie in the shadow of modern constructions of brilliant geometric glass. Museums and landmarks, shopping centers and train stations, and skyscrapers like the brilliant egg-shaped tower known as the Gherkin, my favorite part of the London skyline, all create a rich tapestry for what is one of London's oldest areas. It is within all of this that the narrow Fulgate Street cuts quietly through the neighborhood, Featuring narrow brick row houses and cobblestone streets, Fulgate Street is the kind of place we picture when we think of London. Quaint, romantic, old, a little spooky and mysterious. And the house at number 18 Fulgate Street is the epitome of this. Four stories of red brick, large paint windows, a white painted facade, now fading and chipped, a stark black door under a frame with the figure of a lion's head, and bright red shutters. A candle flickers in a black lantern suspended over the street. This is Dennis Sever's house, and if you think the sight of it takes you back in time, you're not wrong. So, what happened here? Well, okay, first of all, who is Dennis Sever's, and why do we care where his house is? Dennis Sever's, who lived from 1948 to 1999, was an American artist who moved to England in the 1960s. At the time, the Spitalfields area was much different than it is now. After years of being a blight on the city, London was now making attempts to revive the neighborhood, but it was slow going. The Spitalfields Historic Buildings Trust, a charity with the mission of saving historical buildings and landmarks in the area, was taking part in restoration efforts. Artists and free spirits were drawn to the area because it was cheap and a little rough around the edges, but also for its potential. And one of these artists was Dennis Severs himself. Severs purchased the house at 18 Fulkett Street from the Spitalfields Trust. The house, built in the 1720s, was about 250 years old by the time Severs moved in, and it was in rough shape. He set to renovating the place, as anyone would, but with Severs, the renovation contained a little bit of spice. In order for Severs' vision to make sense, it helps to understand a little bit about the Spitalfields District, as I mentioned earlier, this neighborhood has a long history, reaching back into the Middle Ages. In the 18th century, around the time 18 Fulgate Street and its neighboring buildings were built, the Spitalfields was a prosperous community home to an influx of French Huguenot or Protestant, silk weavers, who were fleeing persecution in Catholic France. The silk industry was at its height in London at the time, and the neighbourhood quickly became a hot spot for silk merchants and tradesmen. The French silk merchants were soon joined by Irish weavers, and the industry flourished for a good century or so. Then, by the 1830s, the demand for London made silk lessened, as technology and trade changed, and other kinds of fabric could be more easily and cheaply obtained elsewhere. The Spitalfields community gradually declined, until the neighborhood became a decrepit slum, home to the poorest of the poor, the most vulnerable and disadvantaged of London society. In the 1850s, Spitalfields became part of the Whitechapel Metropolitan District. This area was known as the poorest, most violent part of London. Where murders and assaults were so commonplace, there were streets that even the police refused to walk alone. You might remember a guy called Jack the Ripper. Well, Spitalfields was the area of London where he committed his gruesome murders. All in all, the stories of Spitalfields at this time are heartbreaking. It was a dark, hopeless, violent place to live. By the end of the two world wars in the 20th century, the city of London was trying to revive Spitalfields after many social reforms and housing projects. The neighborhood began to flourish as a place for art and bohemian living while paying homage to the tumultuous past. This brings us to Dennis Severs, who, by the beginning of the 1980s, was renovating his home at 18 Folkett Street. Severs, ever the artist, was not content to merely paint everything gray and call it a day, although this was the 80s, so I guess the equivalent to that would be painting everything beige or paneling it or something. Instead, he decided to lean into the historic nature of the home. He took turns sleeping in each of the ten rooms of the house, gathering inspiration on what he called the soul of each room. He tore away old wallpaper and debris, and eventually he came up with a plan to tell the story of a fictional multi-generational French Huguenot family from their arrival in London in 1724 to their leaving of the house in 1914. But Severs was not about to merely write this historic fiction tale down, or to stage a play about it, or to paint a picture of it. No, Severs decided to use this house itself to tell the story. And so he spent the rest of his life from the purchase of the house in 1978 to his death in 1999, doing just that. In Severs' imagination, the Jervis family comes to London in 1724. They move into 18 Fulgate Street, which has just been built, and they enjoy all the prosperity of the silk trade. The first-floor parlor is an elegant space with column panels and gilded ornaments and an ornate patterned mantelpiece. The kitchen is a meticulous 18th-century-style room with a massive hearth, copper pots and pans, and glowing beeswax candlesticks. In the dining room, a table contains half-eaten food left behind. One hears the movements of the family in other rooms throughout the house as if, at any moment, they might return to finish their meal. As the house moves up to the second, third, and fourth floors, the story of the Jervis family continues through the generations. In one bedroom, a four-poster bed is richly dressed with tapestried blankets. while over the door, a long overcoat and tri-corner hat have been hastily slung, as if their owner was in a hurry on their arrival home. In another, a late 18th-century gown, freshly washed and pressed, awaits the lady of the house. By the time one gets to the attic, however, it is clear that the family has fallen on hard times. The walls are tattooed with cracks and water stains. The smell of rotting food and waste permeates the space. The house, once a lavish place where the family was prosperous, is now part of the Spitalfield slumps where the family must fight to survive. Severs designed each room with meticulous attention to detail, with each room creating a still life vignette. The placement of objects in a rather messy, lived-in arrangement, the use of sound effects, light, color, and odor are all elements of the storytelling. To create all of this, Severus purchased and collected antique items to bring the story to life. When it was impossible to find certain items, he made them. The large, detailed mantelpiece in the parlor is a reproduction made of plaster by Severus himself. Gilded garlands are actually walnuts strung together in painted gold. The four-poster bed is made of wood pallets and styrofoam. The house is not a complete, perfect reproduction or museum collection or diorama. Some people have called it a theater set or a permanent performance art installation. No matter what you call it, the home is an experience, and this is what Severs wanted to create. According to an article on the house featured on the Old Spitalfields Market website, Severs envisioned a place that was, quote, a still-life drama a rare moment in which to become lost in another time, end quote. To Severs, the house was a place where the modern world could fall away, and visitors could be immersed in the experience of the daily lives of real people, even if that experience was felt through the lives of a fictional family. The rise and fall of Spitalfields, the great prosperity juxtaposed with great poverty, is all a real process that many people were unlucky enough to experience. In his book, 18 Fulgate Street, The Tale of a House in Spitalfields, Severs wrote, quote, I worked inside out to create what turned out to be a collection of atmospheres, moods that harbor the light and the spirit of various ages, end quote. Severs worked at perfecting this experience in his house for two decades. While he worked on his immersive art project, he lived in the house, sleeping in the faux four-poster bed, spending most of his time in the cozy 18th century kitchen, and he welcomed visitors to come along for a tour, operating the place as a kind of museum. Sometimes, if visitors talk too much or touch too many things, Severs would become irate and throw them out, and their money after them. This added to the oddball nature of the house for sure, but it also highlighted the importance Severs placed on the integrity of the experience. The idea that nothing should interfere with the illusion of looking back in time, not even the visitors themselves. Severs passed away in 1999, and he feared that his work would be lost after his death. According to his obituary in The Guardian, Severs wrote, quote, "...sadly I have recently come to accept what I refuse to accept for so long, that the house is only ephemeral, that no one can put a preservation order on atmosphere." End quote. He fully expected his odd little museum, the experience that he had created with it, to fade away after his departure from the world. However, this was not the case. The house at 18 Fulgate Street was repurchased by the Spitalfields Trust shortly before Severs' death, and it is still owned and operated by that charity to this day. Now, 23 years after Severs finished his work on the house, it is still mostly as he left it, and visitors can tour the home, experiencing the story of the Jervis family in each of its rooms. I have not personally made my bucket list journey to London yet, but when I do, the Dennis Sever's House is on the list. This place piques my interest because if you're like me, there's something so poignant about glimpsing into the past of a house, of a neighborhood, of an old world and way of life. As a history and antique-loving storyteller, the idea of the Dennis Sever's House scratches an itch I've always had. The feeling that all around us, the past is waiting to be remembered the stories of ordinary people are waiting to be re-experienced. And sometimes, a visionary like Severs allows us, through art, to do just that. So that's what happened at Dennis Severs' house. What Happened Here is written and produced by me, Hannah Allman-Kennedy. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get new episodes each week. Also be sure to rate and review so you can help others find me. You can also connect on Instagram at whathappenedhere.pod or through email whathappenedherepod at gmail.com. Send me a message and let me know what place you think we should go to next. I'm also currently promoting my new book and it all came tumbling down a novel set among the oil ghost towns of Pennsylvania. You can find it at hannahakwrites.com. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next time when we look at a different place and ask what happened here?